This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. I'm Jonathan Friedland, columnist for The Guardian, and this is Politics Weekly America. I'm in Ohio, where the battle for the state's seat in the Senate has proved to be one of the surprising contests of this midterm election season, because there's Senate candidate for the Democrats, Tim Ryan, versus his opponent on the Republican side, J.D. Vance. The two of them are clashing, and what they're fighting over really is the votes of working people, the blue-collar vote in this Midwest post-industrial Rust Belt state. So in this second of our special midterm episodes on the road in America, producer Danielle and I are going to travel throughout Ohio. We're going to meet the allies of the candidates, we're going to see them in action where we can, and above all, we're going to be talking to the voters. We're in Youngstown, Ohio. This became quite familiar in 2016, uh, again in 2020, because this was seen as a bastion of Trump country. Uh, This was a place where journalists kept descending on Youngstown because it was a blue-collar, post-industrial town. It had been a big steel town that had once been rock-solid for the Democrats and that had nevertheless gone over to Donald Trump. And so newspapers and TV and people came here all the time to talk to voters. So we're very mindful of that. But the reason we've come here is because this is the congressional district of Tim Ryan. He's a Democrat who's held on to this district and he's now running for the Senate seat for all of Ohio. So we wanted to see what it's like in this place, which should be the base for Tim Ryan. How is a Democrat faring, particularly with those traditional blue-collar working people that Youngstown was once synonymous with, but went over the years from Democrat to Republican. And the thing to do is to find people where they gather together in diners, in, uh, in this case, a bar, uh, where people are here. Um, it's around lunchtime. People are maybe grabbing a bite. And hopefully we can just get some sense of whether they're following this election, and if they are, how they think they might be voting. Yeah, my name's Jim. Um, I, I live locally here in the Youngstown area, and uh, I have made my mind up. Um, I'm 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 going to be voting for Tim Ryan. 
for the sake that uh, Tim Ryan's a local, a local candidate. And I believe uh, Tim has the best interests of our community in mind, being homegrown. He's spent his, his life living and, and supporting this valley, as his family has. And to me, that means something. And what about you, sir? Randy Warren, Ohio. Just because Tim's a local guy, I think he could do a lot for the Valley. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all of his policies and, you know, uh, some of the things that he's done the last few years, but I think he could do a lot for the Mahoning Valley. A lot of people are saying that this area kind of went Republican in recent years. A lot of these counties went for Donald Trump, and it's a real uphill climb for Tim Ryan saddled with the word Democrat round his neck. That's hard. Were you a Democrat voter before? No, did I've you... never voted Democrat in my life. Did you vote for Trump last time? Both times. Both times. Yep. So you're a Trump voter who's coming over to Tim Ryan. That's exactly what he... What, what is it besides being local? Just, it's mostly persuaded? local and what he could do for our area. I don't even know if he believes in some of the things that he says, but I know he can do a lot of things for the Youngstown Warren area. You did vote for Trump. Trump endorsed J.D. Vance in this campaign. He's not on Tim Ryan's side. I don't think J.D. Vance knows anything about our valley, and Tim Ryan knows our valley, sees what's going on in our valley with Voltage Valley, with everything that's going on, and I think he could bring what we need back to this valley. John Rankin, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to vote Vance. Did you vote in 2020 for Donald Trump? I did. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And and is it the fact that Trump endorsed Vance that helped make you? Make no, it? no, no. I've I've actually followed Vance for a while. You know, I, I read his book. Was impressed with you know his background, his story. And I don't really have a big. I'm a young sound guy. Tim Ryan's a young sound guy, and I honestly believe that if he if he voted like he talks, I'd be more inclined. But he seems to just pull the the D lever, right? And but that seems like that's pretty pervasive. My name is Al, and uh, I'm kind of echo what they say, although I, I'm very, pretty much apolitical at this point. I can't stand politics. I think it's gone to a real low ebb in our country, and nothing's getting done. We've lost a real sense of democracy and compromise and getting anything done in politics. Why is the word Democrat now such a negative among working people in a state like Ohio? It's taken away from, I think, a lot of the values of what I think a lot of people believe in in this country, working hard and, 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 and not, not a giveaway program. And I think the Democrats kind of have symbolized that. The Republican side has been more or less the hardworking American attitude and ideal. Just one last thing about J.D. Vance. Some people say he's a bit of a phony. That, you know, he's got, he was a hedge fund guy and he's grown the beard and wears the jeans to try and seem. He's a politician. There you go, right? I was just saying that. I don't think, they're, I think they're all phony. I, 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 just as far as J.D. Vance, I have no problem with him going to California. I mean, this guy was raised in poverty. Drug addicted mother, no father, you know, Appalachian heritage. If he went out, I mean, he went to Ohio State, went on to an Ivy League school, got his law degree, and went out to California and made some money. Came back to Ohio. I I got no problem with that at all. None. Hi, my name is Maggie, and I'm retired. I live in Columbiana, Ohio, and I've actually already voted. So, (laughs) I voted Democrat. Did you vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump in 2020? 
Joe Biden. Okay, so you're a pretty solid Democratic pretty voter. Solid. You're the kind of person Tim Ryan needs if he's going to win. Yes. My name is Carol. I'm from Boardman, Ohio, and uh, I pretty much voted Democrat. And I am, I guess you could say, an anybody but Trump. Or, right. Yeah. And even though Ohio is a very red state. These days. Yeah, yeah. I, I've not been part of that. I do like some Republican ideas, but I usually vote Democrat. And as long as, as there are Republicans out there that are still into the big lie, I will continue to vote Democrat until those people are gone. The people we were talking to before were saying that actually the fact that Tim Ryan is a Democrat, that he's got that D around his neck, is in a way a problem for him in a place like this. And that uh, this town that used to be, you know, working town, working people, identified as Democrats, they don't anymore. What's happened, do you think? The, The decline of unions. I mean, the decline of the working man themselves in this area is pretty depressed. People are very much worried about the economy, and I don't think they give Biden any credit. And I can see why in some cases, but I don't know how much better it would be if there was a Republican Congress at this time. So the people of Youngstown were telling us that a big part of the story here is the shift in working people and in their affiliations. And a big part of that is the decline and the change in the union movement in in America, but obviously in Ohio. So we're going to head to Cleveland, where headquartered is one of the big trade unions. And we're going to meet a union guy there to talk about how he sees the shift in the votes of the people he represents. Tim Ryan, by the end of this race, I think his speed's race probably 60 plus. He'll probably hit well over 70 by by Tuesday. And again, all of that has gone into TV advertising where he pretends to be somebody that he's not. Interesting talking about how well-resourced Tim Ryan is. One of the complaints that you hear from the Ryan people is actually they have not been well-resourced. They have been overlooked by the Democrats nationally who have not really uh, rated his chances. They've not sent in big guns to campaign for him. He's really had to do this on his own. Um, but J.D. Vance liking to play the underdog and, uh, you know, the, the, the guy sticking it to, you heard that phrase, the coastal elites. It's how Republicans do things now. They try and play the victim, the underdog, the plucky outsider, even when they are, in, as in J.D. Vance's case, an Ivy League educated multimillionaire with massive institutional support from conservative media and uh, a huge political strength. Generation union member, my grandfather, when he immigrated here from uh, Ireland, um, this is the first picture that he took, and this is his uh, union book from the Carpenters Union. So, I keep that. so the big question that Tim Ryan for the Democrats and J.D. Vance for the Republicans are tussling over is who commands the loyalty now of working people in Ohio. So where do those loyalties lie now in the state of Ohio? That is why we've got in the car and come to Cleveland, because in Cleveland sits Dan O'Malley, who represents the 
Ohio Cleveland branch of the AFL-CIO, the big umbrella labor movement. He says 100,000 workers are part of his organization. And so we've come to him to put that question to him. Who now can command the loyalty of working people? Is it Tim Ryan for the Democrats or J.D. Vance for the Republicans? Uh, Donald Trump's strategy was really to say these Democrats aren't really looking out for you because they have supported unfair trade deals that have sent Ohio jobs overseas or south of the border. They have uh, not enforced existing trade deals. They have not supported manufacturing in any other ways. And um, vote for me because um, I will. Defending Ohio steelworkers and standing up to China like never before. You wouldn't have a steel industry if I didn't do what we did. You would not have. They were dumping steel all over the place. None of that can be said about Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan has voted against every single bad trade deal that has ever been put before him in the last 20 years. And so, yes, we are seeing a lot of our union members far more uh, really getting behind Tim Ryan. So you're finding this less of an uphill climb than, say, you did in 2016 when you were trying to get members to vote for Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. You were getting, uh, I don't know whether it was doors slammed in your face, but it was harder in 2016 than it is now? Sure. Um, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton had some challenges uh, in terms of her support for those trade agreements. Well, you know, I do want to set the record straight because um, I do believe in trade. We are 5% of the world's population. We have to trade with the other 95%. Uh, that has, on balance, been a net plus for our economy. Uh, and we have to be smart, however, about the deals we enter into. Working class folks here in Ohio, where we have a significant manufacturing base, or did, you know, that was, uh, that was a difficult argument to make. Now, we believed that there were still far more reasons to support her over uh, Donald Trump, but it was it was a uh, it was an uphill climb. We've just come from Youngstown, and we talk to people there who say, "Look, we really like him, Tim Ryan. We like the way he talks. We like what he says. We don't like w the way he votes." And they weren't talking there about the trade thing. They, mm -hmm. What they meant from that, I think, was that he votes with the Democrats, mm -hmm. and that Democrats just that letter D around the neck of a candidate carries all kinds of associations culturally, almost that to them they were saying, seem kind of alien from who they are and the way they live. And that somehow the Republicans have said, we're more like you on all kinds of questions that, you know, you could fill in. Sure. Has it become actually a <clears throat> negative, that de-Democrat label among working people now? Well, I think Tim Ryan has, um, he has actually stood up to his party quite a bit. And in terms of the votes, well, let's talk about some of those votes. And I, and we really try to have these conversations with our members because the infrastructure bill that Tim Ryan voted for and J.D. Vance opposed is going to create literally hundreds of thousands of jobs. Uh, the CHIPS Act, which is going to create, you know, tens of thousands of jobs and really create a manufacturing and industrial policy here in the state of Ohio. You've also got the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to be, you know, has already, I mean, the next day they announced that there was going to be one of the largest solar panel factories in the, in the country going to be built in Toledo in Northwest Ohio. So, you know, these votes, I mean, yeah, I guess it's easy to just say, well, he's voting with the Democrats. But the truth of the matter is, 
you know, this is legislation that that's really going to benefit the state. And so, you know, I try to really talk with our members about, you know, when they bring up voting record, well, let's talk about those votes. Let's talk about that legislation, what it's going to mean, uh, not just for our state, but for you personally. I suppose what I'm getting at is that J.D. Vance, but before him, Donald Trump, have tried and in some ways have succeeded in rebranding the both parties and saying that the Democrats are now the party of the big cities, the coasts, the elites, the hyper-educated, and working ordinary people are more at home in the Republican Party with its more traditional messages on crime and so on. Well, and, and so that, that's a yeah. big realignment underway. Yeah. Even I'm not expecting you to buy that, but is it the case that for Democrats it is quite hard to hold together a coalition that, yes, is Brooklyn and San Francisco and young people who are, you know, doing one or even two degrees and people who still work with their hands? The, the great thing about having Tim Ryan as a candidate that we're supporting is because, you know, he so obviously defies that narrative. I mean, this is a kid from Youngstown, Ohio, and he's running against somebody in J.D. Vance who spent uh, the most significant part of his professional career in the Silicon Valley, making millions of dollars betting against Ohio. So, you know, when I hear somebody like J.D. Vance tie Tim Ryan to coastal elites, I mean, again, I think pointing out the actual facts, it's almost too easy when you've got somebody like Tim Ryan who, who defies that narrative that you uh, explained. Why is the National Democratic Party not behind this campaign in the way that we read with other campaigns shoveling in tens of millions of dollars? We're going to be on our way to Pennsylvania where Obama's going to be there, Bernie yeah. Sanders is going to be there. Tim Ryan, as I think he's even said, look, I'm on my own here. And what, what's that about, given that everything, you've, the energy you've been describing, surely this should be a winnable seat and Democrats should be piling in behind him? Yeah, you'd think so. Um, I don't know the answer. It's above my pay grade. What I can tell you is that Folks here in Ohio have responded by making up the difference. Uh, Tim Ryan has shattered every fundraising record that this state has ever seen. Um, he has far surpassed the next highest uh, fundraising record that we've had here in the state of Ohio. I think he's raised somewhere north of $50 million now. And almost every penny of that were donations of $100 or less. And so, yeah, it's disappointing that uh, at the national level, you're not seeing that level of support come in, but we're more than picking up the slack here in Ohio. Because Tim Ryan is running this unusual campaign and trying to wrest back from the Republicans' territory that they've claimed for themselves, he's been going into some previously enemy territory for Democrats, like appearing on Fox News. And I work, I'm, I'm happy to have this conversation. I'm not afraid to have this conversation. These are the conversations we need to have in this country. I welcome you guys. Let's just be respectful. But I'm not afraid to stand here and defend my position. Um, what do Labour people, the people you represent, what do they make of that? that he, is he sort of seen as somebody who's crossing over to the dark side by daring to sort of sit down with the enemy like that? Or do people think, you know, yeah, go wherever the votes are? I mean, what do people who are supporting Tim Ryan make of the kind of campaign he's running? Well, you know, again, this is not new territory for Tim. The day that Donald Trump got elected, he carried Tim Ryan's district. In Youngstown, where in we Youngstown. were. That very day, on that very ballot, Tim Ryan was reelected by double digits. And so uh, this is not new for him. He's not introducing himself to these folks. He's somebody who has, I think, long had his finger on the pulse of 
working people in this state. And um, he's going to go and find them wherever they are, um, whether that's in a Fox News town hall or in certain parts of this state that they may not have seen a Democratic politician in quite some time. And spending time in parts of this state that have felt neglected. And they felt neglected because they have been. Last thing for me, to what extent is the Democratic Party still the party of working people? Well, our our labor laws here in the United States are nearly a century old, and they show it. You know, we've got 60% of the people in this country saying that they would join a union tomorrow if they could, and yet only 10% of them actually are. Well, the reason is because it's, it's gotten to the point where it's nearly impossible to join a union based on our ancient labor laws. And so, you know, all of this is we're talking about choices that individual politicians have to make, but also political parties have to make in their platforms. And the truth of the matter is that although we don't support the Democrats 100 percent of the time, uh, the truth of the matter is on those policies, they simply are far more pro-worker. Thank you, Dan, very okay. much indeed. Yeah, absolutely. We wish you luck. My pleasure. Um, Thanks, Dan. This was great to yeah. do, yeah. and we will keep you posted. Okay, very good. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. So in this tussle for the right to represent Ohio in the Senate, Tim Ryan, old-school Democrat, a blue-collar Democrat, up against J.D. Vance. And he's just an intriguing character, uh, J.D. Vance. He came to prominence in 2016 with this book, this memoir called Hillbilly Elegy, talking about his own upbringing in real poverty with a drug-addicted mother and so on. And it was seized on by the liberal media and by the, you know, what he would now call the coastal elites. They loved it because they felt that book gave an insight into the Trump voter, the left behind, the people from places like Youngstown and all the other places in Ohio and across the rusting Midwest. And then J.D. Vance at that point was really um, an outlier. He was this anti-Trump guy. He called Trump an idiot and said he was noxious and reprehensible. And then J.D. Vance had said he had political ambitions. He wasn't just content to be the boy from Ohio who made good, who became a hedge fund millionaire, who went over to Silicon Valley and California. He wanted to come back to Ohio and be in politics. And that meant bending the knee to Donald Trump, reversing everything he'd said, eating his words, and saying he was now on board with Donald Trump. J.D. is kissing my ass. He wants my support. I'm 18 points up. If I was 18 points down, he wouldn't want my support. He did that. Donald Trump teased him for it and said he's, you know, kissing my ass, etc. But eventually Donald Trump endorsed J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance won the Republican primary in this state of Ohio. And now he's days away, if all goes his way, from being elected uh, the United States senator for this state. But it depends on whether he can pull in those votes of working people. That's what it's all about. So we've come here to Brexville, a suburb of Cleveland, a a city of Brexville in its own right, but really a suburb of Cleveland, some 20-minute drive or so from the centre of town. Uh, We're in a community centre. We've just pulled into the parking lot. And you can see people are curious about him. He has some celebrity. They want to see what he's like. And I want to see what he's like. 
So this is billed as a stop on the JD Vance bus tour. And so we were partly expecting a sort of outdoor event as, as we've seen elsewhere in, in our travels where a big battle bus pulls up and the speaker gets out and talks right in front of the bus. But now looking at it, it's we're at a, a proper place and it's going to be an indoor event inside this community centre here. You can see kids coming uh, home from having been swimming or in taekwondo classes. This is a community hub. The car park's pretty full uh, and people are going inside this building to hear a whole lineup of Republican speakers. Remember, there's all these down-ballot candidates for for sort of state and local positions uh, but the headline speaker is J.D. Vance himself and whether he makes this pitch tonight to say if you are a worker if you stand with workers if you're a blue collar American then I'm the guy for you that's the pitch he wants to make and it'll be fascinating to go inside and hear it it is my honor and it is my privilege to introduce to you a man that will go down to Washington, D.C. and fight for you and other working-class families here in Ohio, J.D. Vance. Well, thank you all for being here. Uh, thank you all. It's, it's, it's so wonderful to be with you, and I have to apologize. After I give some remarks, I have to, I have to go hit the road. We're going to do uh, one more TV appearance before we hit the road again tomorrow morning in Toledo. But I'm so grateful that I got to spend some time with you, and I'm so grateful that you all came out. We are going to win on November the 8th, and we're going to win big. And isn't it great after losing so many manufacturing jobs in our state and in our country, we're going to be building the economy of the future right here in Ohio with Ohio hands and Ohio workers. That's a great thing, something we should all be proud of. And we've got a president, and I'm, I, you know, you guys aren't going to be shocked by this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden. I don't think that he's done a very good job for, for the people of Ohio. But I still think it's embarrassing that the, that the President of the United States is going around and begging every tin-pot dictator for oil and gas when we got it right here in eastern Ohio. Let's get it out of the ground with our own people and stop begging other people for it. Get out there and tell everybody you know. Tell people you see at the grocery store. Tell people you see at your kids' and your grandkids' school. Let them know the stakes in this election. Let them know why you're voting for me and let them know why you're not voting for the Democrat. Let them know why you're voting for all of our candidates up and down the ballot. Let them know that on November the 8th, we get to send a message to Washington, D.C. We control this country. We determine its future, not the bureaucrats, not the career politicians, and let's do exactly that. God bless you guys, and thank you. No, we don't have time. I'm sorry. So we didn't have a moment with J.D. Vance, but we very much got the sense of his message. He said it explicitly. The Republicans are the workers' party now. That's his pitch, and he's able to make it very directly. What I was going to ask him was how plausible is it, really, for him to be claiming to be the party of the workers when Republicans opposed a $15 minimum wage, oppose universal health care, oppose paid sick leave, and their big signature policy when Trump was president was a massive tax cut for the very richest. How do you square that with being the Workers' Party? But as you just heard, he was whisked away really rapidly. They don't want him facing press questions. There's only downside for a candidate in the last few days talking to the press. He's off to his next event. But a real sense from what happened in here of this new pitch 
that the Republicans are making and J.D. Vance absolutely symbolises it. He wants to be the candidate of blue-collar workers who win elections in states like this one. So we're back in our hotel, our whistle-stop tour of Ohio coming to an end. And the takeaway I have is that, in a way, the big figure in this contest is one who is not on the ballot, and that is Donald Trump. And I say that not only because Donald Trump hand-picked the Republican candidate, J.D. Vance, and it was his endorsement that put Vance in there, but because it was Donald Trump who said the Republican Party can be the Workers' Party. That was his pitch in 2016. He was going to be the blue-collar billionaire. And there you see Tim Ryan saying, yeah, that's right, and fighting against those trade deals. And so this whole idea of the shift of blue-collar voters, working people, away from the Democrats to the Republicans, well, it was Donald Trump who started that. J.D. Vance is picking that up, and Tim Ryan is trying to fight it. Which way it plays out, we will find out. But in some ways, this is a post-Trump election that we're seeing in Ohio, and it's fascinating to watch. Our next stop is Pennsylvania, perhaps even a more hotly contested fight than this one in Ohio. Everyone is piling in there, from Barack Obama through to Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders. The big hitters are heading to Pennsylvania, and so are we. The producer with me on this road trip across the United States is Danielle Stevens, the executive producer for this episode, Max Sanderson. I'm Jonathan Friedland. Thank you, as always, for listening. This is The Guardian. Shantae Joseph. I'm a writer and broadcaster and I spend way too much time online. But now those years of scrolling are finally paying off because I'm hosting The Guardian's new pop culture podcast. In each episode, I'm going to get under the skin of the week's biggest stories. If you love pop culture and want to get into how it's shaping and impacting our lives, then you should join me every Thursday, launching on the 3rd of November. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Bye! Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.